Hi, I'm Hannah Sparrow. As a behavior analyst, I'm here to connect the science of behavior to everyday life. Join me as I reveal the secrets of why we do what we do and give you tools for how to change habits. Welcome back. Last time we talked about what is autism? What is it to be on the spectrum? And I try to just add a different perspective than you would typically get if you're just watching a little TikTok that says, put your fingers down. Because it's complicated. You have the DSM-5 criteria on what it is that is basing an internal thing on external habits. And it's categories. It's not like, hey, if you're sensitive to food, you have ASD. That's, that's not what this is. Your brain is wired different. So why would you want to get the diagnosis? There are people that are for it. And you're, when you're for it, usually really for it. And there's people against it. In order to improve the life of somebody on the spectrum, you don't need the diagnosis at all. If you look at it behaviorally, we all have strengths and weaknesses. And you know yourself best. And if you feel, like let's say you're an adult and you think maybe you're on the spectrum. If you feel you would like support socially, go get them. You know yourself. If it's your child, as a parent, you know your child better than anybody. If you think something's off and it's in your gut, off in the sense of like, why are they not playing? Why are they not getting the social enjoyment? Why are they upset all the time? And in your gut, they're just not reaching the milestones. Why would you not want to give them the supports that they need? I had a client once who was around, I think he was around five. And mom had been working with him for a while. And we had come in and we were providing one-on-one -on -one ABA services. She's like, he's on the spectrum. He had what we call splinter skills, meaning sometimes he knew things really, really, really stinking well. There were specific foundational things that he seemed to like, it went straight over his head. And because he was missing the foundational, he was having a hard time continuing to progress in his learning. And it was gonna make things difficult as he got older. So we were working on the groundwork to help him be able to progress on his own. Let's let's catch up on those basics so it's, he's not all over the place in his skill set so he can get the most out of life. His dad didn't think he was on the spectrum at all. Completely did not agree with the ABA services. And I wasn't the lead on the case. And even at one point, I basically got kicked out of the house because the dad did not want us there. That's what it boiled down to. He's like, I don't like this. I don't want this. And I left. And I remember being on the phone with my clinician. He's like, you need to go back there. Like, I think he was looking at it as we need to make sure we're on the same page as far as what we're going to do moving forward. And I was learning. I was, I was new. I hadn't led any cases and I was still still very green. And I think as a parent, he had a right to do that. If you don't like the services you're getting, you should stop the services. You know your kid. And it could have been that that treatment should have been tweaked. There's other ways to do it. There's not just one. We were just doing it a basic way and the dad was just not on board anyways. But I remember we had a conversation soon after in my BCBA, my my behavior analyst on the team, he was like, look, whether your child is on the spectrum or not, that's not the point. He said, you have a one-on-one -on -one tutor coming to your house for several hours a day to play with your child and teach them life skills to help them catch up with their peers is basically what he was presenting. Because that's what we'll do. And I'll talk more about what ABA is later. Ideally, your son just remembers having a tutor and playing and making memories, whether he's on the spectrum or not. And his life can be better for it down the road. If he doesn't have a diagnosis, is it hurting? What parent wouldn't give anything to have a specialized tutor that plays and teaches and engages your child all day? I would love to have that as a babysitter. <laughs> so why get a diagnosis? I think that you would want to get a diagnosis 
for the why factor, not the behavioral why factor, but the why. Because sometimes in your gut, if you're like, there's something going on and you don't know why, once you figure out why, it's like your brain explodes and you're like, oh, and it's like, there's a piece there to realize, okay, I'm not crazy. It's like when I was in my twenties, I had been sick off and on. And I had like weird illnesses because I lived in Africa and like all this stuff. And they're like, oh, you're just a hypochondriac. I'm like, no, there's something wrong with me. I get sick all the time, excruciating pain. This is not in my head. I don't think it is. Come to find out I have food sensitivities, a lot of them. I'm still trying to figure out, is it because of chemicals or is it actual food and things like that? And then I'll figure that out down the road. But I was not a hypochondriac. There literally was something wrong with me. And as soon as I took it out of my diet, I was better, like almost instantly. So you know you and you know your kid. So if having a diagnosis helps you understand the parameters, go for it. Now, sadly, in order to get services or almost any services, you do need to get a diagnosis. That is your ticket to funding. Sadly, that's the first question. Does your kid have a diagnosis and then insurance may cover it or you could go the academic route and get services that way. Depends on which way you're going, but you need a diagnosis. To treat somebody, no, you don't need a diagnosis. You just need to see, okay, where are they in comparison to their peers? What are the values within the home with the parents and the child? How can we improve their life? on changing habits, reducing some things, increasing others. So you could get it to help you understand why things are happening. You could get it to get into the funding sources. As a clinician, it's helpful to have a diagnosis, not required. It is helpful to know what are the parameters we're looking at. And if you say, oh, they're diagnosed with ASD, you already know, okay, they should have some delays in X, Y, and Z areas. Let's see what we can do to focus on those areas and help them improve in that. And are there other areas that are inhibiting those? It's like, I've had a kid that couldn't talk. Come to find out, he didn't even have the muscle strength to talk, even if we could help him talk. So we had to get this specialized speech, oral motor stuff going in order to then work at the vocal communication. But in the meantime, to help him not be so frustrated, we would teach him picture exchange or with an electronic device. Often you think of autism with lots of tantrums and repetitive behaviors. Why are they doing those? They're doing it to have a need inside. They're getting their needs met in the best way they know. And it's up to us to help direct their actions, help them get their needs met in a safe way. And it's more helpful for them if others around them understand what they're looking for, picture exchange, learning to talk, any of those. No, you don't have to get a diagnosis of ASD. And you might say, oh, they're gonna be treated differently. That's on the rest of the world because we're gonna be treated differently no matter what, color, race, religion, all of that. So it's up to you if you want to get the diagnosis. There's not a right or wrong. As long as you're helping your child in the best way that you know, go for it because they're ultimately who you're there for. And you only get one shot at being a parent for that kid. <laughs> and then you only have one life. If you're like, I think I'm on the spectrum, find a way to get the services that you need in the areas you would like support because we all need supports in different ways. Even neurotypical, we go to therapists and life coach and money manage, finance manager, I can't even say it. Money manager, like classes, like we're all learning. We're all growing. We all have strengths and deficits. The diagnosis doesn't make or break anything. It just gives you a why gives you access to funding. It kind of helps know where to go to improve your life or your little. Thanks for listening to Sparrow. Listen again on Mondays and Fridays for more Behavior Talk. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can follow me on my socials at Sparrow and hannahsparrow.org. But the most important is I would love to hear your messages because I want to hear what topics you want talked about.